how the touch receptor system in our skin, which is like seven, five to seven different major touch receptors in any given part of the body, how do those interpret the feeling of having your hand held by someone you like emotionally? What does that look like in the brain? What does that do to our fear response? And if we can map that out and see what that has in common with like meditation, deep breathing, yoga, biofeedback, Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Everybody, Dr. Josh Axe here. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm so excited to have Dr. Dave Rabin on. He is an MD and PhD. He's a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist, and today we're going to talk about how to reduce chronic stress, uh, which is big for so many people, how to get a better night's sleep, how to relax, how to have more energy, better focus, and so much more, and a little bit more about Dr. Dave here. Dr. Dave's research is centered on non-invasive therapies and helping conditions such as PTSD and anxiety disorders and addictions. He's also the founder of Apollo Neuro, which you'll see here. This is a device that I've been wearing. It's incredible. And I love this because it helps with your body's vagus response. This is something I've talked about before, but when you start to get your body more in a parasympathetic state, your body gets in more of a healing state to be able to rest, digest, and overall regenerate itself. A little bit more here about Dr. Dr. Rabin. Uh, he is he's conducted a lot of great research in epigenetics and how to regulate traumatic responses. You know, a lot of us have had trauma, whether it be verbal abuse in our lives, could be physical, or just generally we have some sort of trauma. And this new technology and some things we're going to talk about today help us heal and start to recover from that trauma. And so so excited to talk to Dave Rabin today. Dr. Dave, hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dr. Josh. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Well, you got a pretty great background, you know, as a psychiatrist and a neuroscientist. And so one of the things that I know that I've continued to see rise over the years is mental health issues. In fact, I've talked on the show previously that, you know, in historically conditions like cancer and heart disease, heart disease, and especially youth, uh, childhood obesity and diabetes has really been on the rise. But now what's overtaken those is mental health issues, especially in younger generations. And so I'd love to start off just hearing from you if that's something you've seen. And is that part of what inspired you to enter into this field? And in addition to that, create some of the technology you've created? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I've been studying chronic stress for the better part of 20 years because it's something that's always interested me because it changes the way we see ourselves in the world, right? And when we're when we're looking at the world from through the lens of, of stress, things be enter into a tunnel vision state, right? Our heart rate goes up, our respiratory rate goes up. We make worse decisions that are more self-centered, self-focused, self-protective decisions, less decisions that are more inclusive of our communities and of the environment and the world we live in around us. Because when we're stressed out and our body perceives threat from the environment, we focus all our resources on self-preservation and survival, right? Mm. And that's not actually what's happening most of the time in most of our lives. Most of us actually don't have survival threats like we used to back in the jungle when we evolved these uh, pathways for 
recovery and for survival, which we call sympathetic fight or flight system, which is balanced by the parasympathetic vagal system that you mentioned earlier, the rest and digest recovery system. And so this always interested me. And I think, you know, part of what really motivates me in my research is and and my practice is how do we we have so many gaps in in men- health in general but especially in mental health you know we're in a mental health epidemic right now where you know the 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 amount of people the number of people who are getting diagnosed with mental health conditions who are not actually getting um symptom remission meaning they're they're still symptomatic for years or for life is very, very high. It's over 50% of people who are ever diagnosed with mental health conditions continue to be symptomatic if they stop taking their medications. And that's a pretty poor statistic. And so it really, and this, and a lot of the medications, while they're useful in certain circumstances and for certain people to stabilize them, actually have long-term side effects that are undesirable. And, and they just, they focus on symptom numbing or symptom uh, suppression, not actually getting mm-hmm. to the root cause, which is why when the medications are stopped, people overwhelmingly relapse. And so seeing that gap in the way we were taught in you know, psychiatry and the mental health space to treat these disorders, and then seeing how vulnerable populations like young adults, children, teens, and even adults like veterans with severe PTSD or folks who have had severe trauma in their lives are struggling with our current treatment programs, it really led me to start to investigate the how and the why of what's going on underneath the surface, not just, you know, what's the source of the fire, as some people describe it, not what where's the smoke going, right? Because there's a lot of smoke, but how do we actually figure out what what where the embers are and and how to, you know, help people start to understand that better. And it turns out, thankfully, the neuroscience has come a long way in the last 30 years. And that created a lot of opportunity for development of new technologies like Apollo, and then also new therapy strategies like psychedelic assisted therapy, which is also very exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, we, as you were sharing here with some of these, you know, some of the mental health issues and the side effects, you know, obviously we've seen this in recent years with mass shootings. I want to say over 90%, I mean, nearly all mass shootings that people have had mental health issues oftentimes been even on drugs for that or recently gotten off them. So obviously, I mean, this is everything from incredibly serious uh, mental health issues to just people that are struggling with feeling overwhelmed, feeling a sense of anxiety, depression, anxiousness. There are a lot of a lot of these issues that all play into what you're sharing. And I remember reading studies, and I know you've read the same studies on this, of that, you know, 80% of chronic illness might be stress-related or at least 80% of doctor visits are stress related. And so obviously reducing stress, you know, I remember when I used to run, I used to run years ago, a functional medicine practice, Dr. Dave. And, and, and uh, I, there were so many patients that would come in. And I remember thinking the biggest thing I would hear from, especially I took care of a lot of moms and they would say, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. You know, we see this with so many people is that stress. And I would see in a similar thing, like I would take care of a lot of people with inflammatory bowel disease and the experience their body would have or the symptoms that they would would have if they ate let's say a bunch of gluten right and so just wreck their gut wreck their stomach put them in a really 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 you know set them back but if they would go through a stressful situation in life they would actually have the almost identical reaction as if they ate that food that was worse with them so so i'm a big believer that one of the greatest things we could do 
is reduce stress. And I think one of the things that you've been able to tap into through a lot of your scientific research is the power of vibration therapy and working on these responses. Can you walk me through a little bit about sort of, you know, this, this vibration therapy, some of the technology that's used and how it can actually reduce, reduce stress? Sure. I'd be happy to. And and also before I do that though, just to add on to what you said, you know, I think a major cause of stress that we are not talking about enough right now is per, is disconnection and loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling separate from our community, feeling not supported by our community and and or alienated by our community. And I think when we see a lot of the the overwhelming tragedies that happen, whether they're considered, you know, whether they're called and labeled as terrorist attacks or they're labeled as mass shootings or school shootings or any number of these other terrible things that are avoidable tragedies that we've been seeing on the news, a lot of it is because people feel unsupported and completely disconnected from the people around them. And what the neuroscience has shown, which helped us to also discover the technology behind Apollo, is that we are all human first, right? We're all human first, no matter what our color of our skin, no matter what the tone or the language of our voice, no matter what we look like or what our skills or um, individual talents are, we're all human first. And we all need to, we all need love and affection. We need food, water, air, shelter. We need safety in our environment. And we need acceptance by our community, right? And when we don't have those core needs met, which drive all human action, all human motivation is driven by those core needs. And when we don't, and that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? That's where a lot mm-hmm. of this comes from, which is something we shouldn't forget. And safety is at the bottom of that pyramid, right? Safety, which is total, complete and total safety, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, legal, and anything else you can toss in there, that is fundamentally what all of us need first. And that starts with recognizing that we're all human before we're anything else, and that we all are here for each other and we're all experiencing a similar struggle. And I think that's one of the things that combats loneliness the most, other than soothing touch, is that it things that help us remember that we're all in the struggle together, right? We're all in it together. We all have the same challenges for the most part in our lives, and we're all trying to solve the same problem. So so I I think starting there really led me to, to... evaluate safety from a sensory approach, right? What we call in in psychology and psychiatry, somatic therapy, so body-first therapy. And if anybody's read The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk or any number of other books about somatic therapy, what is very, very clear nowadays, and also from the epigenetics research from people like Dr. Rachel Yehuda at Sidei, is that the body stores a memory of fear and of safety. And if we are exposed to trauma of any kind over time, even if our our ancestors are exposed to trauma, that can be passed down to us in the form of a body remembering not being safe. And that is really important to understand because that helps us to realize that if we can calm the body by sending safety signals to the body that soothe it, which we all like, and in, everybody has different soothing things they remember that they like. Could be getting a hug from a loved one, getting your hand held, holding a purring cat, 
having ocean waves wash over you, the smell of your mom's chicken soup, right? The list goes on. Your favorite yeah. song, your favorite song, right? All of these things calm and soothe the body in relatively immediate time scale, almost instantaneously without effort, which is really interesting. And when you look at when you look at soothing touch as one of the examples that kind of rises to the top of the list in terms of our evolved safety pathways, that has the least amount of variation um, in subjectivity, right? Your favorite song might be different than my favorite song, but you getting a hug feels a lot to you from somebody you like, feels a lot to you like me getting hugged from somebody I like. And that's because evolutionarily for hundreds of millions of years, since the very first mammals started nursing and cuddling their young, we were conveying nonverbal safety signals to each other to calm the body and to restore healing and a sense of recovery that starts the body on its vagal parasympathetic recovery journey, which it wants to do any by, any by itself. So it's really that these safety signals have evolved over time and are hardwired into our nervous system to actually just effectively help our bodies feel safe enough to recover and heal. And so when we started to understand that, which came from decades of neurobiology that came before us, we thought, well, what if we could deliver safety signals to the body on the go using a wearable? Because soothing touch requires us to remember to do it and hug ourselves, which most people don't do, or it requires consensual touch from another human being, a loved one that we trust. Most of us don't have access to that all the time. So what if we could figure out how the touch receptor system in our skin, which is like seven, five to seven different major touch receptors in any given part of the body, how do those interpret the feeling of having your hand held by someone you like emotionally? What does that look like in the brain? What does that do to our fear response? And if we can map that out and see what that has in common with like meditation, deep breathing, yoga, biofeedback, and some of these other safety things that we experience, can we replicate that with wearable technology using set vibration that the skin feels? And so that was the audacious challenge we took on back in 2014 through 2018 at the University of Pittsburgh that ultimately led us to the discovery of Apollo, which is now the product that both of us are wearing that's been in the market since 2020. Yeah. You know, I first got turned on to vibrational therapy when I was opening my functional medicine clinic because I had a lot of patients do physical therapy. So we did things like chiropractic adjustments. We did, you know, physical therapy in there. And so what we would do to retrain the body is we'd have them stay, stand on a vibrational plate. And there were studies showing that it actually improved bone density, helped improve proprioception. So we'd have them do proprioceptive balancing exercises on there because that's important as we age to maintain our overall health. And so we know that vibrational therapy has a lot of benefits. In your case, you've been able to harness specific frequencies to really help calm the nervous system. And most of us live in this fight or flight state all the time because of you know, social media. I mean, again, dopamine is just constantly just, you know, just, you know, just, just we're, we're constantly getting that hit or when you're driving, I mean, I can tell if I'm driving, you know, it's, it was interesting. I I've, I've also done the levels patch, you know, I'm talking about you know, you know, a blood glucose monitor. Yep. And when I was doing that, I was so surprised at, it's what we were talking about earlier, how sometimes driving, like my blood sugar would go up and I was, and, and I, it, that's what surprised me more than anything. I thought, well, the only thing that's going to spike my blood sugar is eating too much sugar. No, nope. but the <laughs> amount that the little stressors cause my, my blood sugar, or I know even cortisol, those sort of things to rise. 
that was absolutely shocking to me. And the thing I love about what you've done in your technology with Apollo Neuro is to be able to get the feedback there, that vibrational frequency that says, hey, you know what? You're in a safe place. You're in a secure place. You're good. It actually helps combat those daily stressors that is one of the biggest things that causes us to age more quickly. So if people are looking to slow down the aging process and want to, you know, and, and generally get that cortisol, get those adrenaline, those stress hormones back down under control so we can age less, so we can sleep better, so we can overall just heal better. I think it's really, really powerful. And this is something I think for, you know, if I would have had this technology in the past, I would have had all my patients wearing because just keeping those stress levels low is so essential. One of the things I would love to hear from you because of your background as a neuroscientist, what actually physically happens in the body? What is some of the cascading effect when we experience emotional stress? So I think that's a really great question in, in mainly because this isn't taught well, even in medical school in our training. I don't know if you were taught this well, yeah. but I certainly wasn't. I had to learn it afterwards. But what, you know, what we're seeing is that when we experience stress, our bodies don't actually know the difference between perceived threat and actual threat. So if you think about what happens when you just describe yourself as being in a traffic situation, then why would your blood sugar spike, right? Your blood sugar spikes under stress because if our bodies recognize that as even though it's traffic or too many emails or too many responsibilities, it's not an actual survival threat. You're not being chased by a predator, but evolutionarily, when we're exposed to threat from a predator, for instance, cortisol goes up. Cortisol has a way of activating the insulin receptor, which then changes its sensitivity, which pushes blood glu glucose into the blood. And then when glucose is in the blood, it allows the glucose to go travel to the brain so that the brain can use it to be able to use it as a primary energy source to help us get out of a stressful survival threat situation. But when we're at rest, we don't want to have high glucose in the blood. We want the glucose to be in all of our cells being stored because when it's stored in the cells, then it actually decreases inflammation in the body. But inflammation is something that's important when we're under threat because that's how our body signals to all the different parts that we need to be sending our blood flow to skeletal muscles, heart, lungs, motor cortex of our brain, fear center of the brain and fueling all of those with glucose being one of the most immediate rapid sources of energy that we have to get us out of a survival threat situation. And that the glucose is one piece of it. There's a whole lot of other stuff going on, but the major piece that I don't think we're taught well is blood flow because the blood is required mm -hmm. to actually deliver said glucose, right? The blood is delivering the nutrients and it's taking away the waste. So, and the nutrients include glucose, oxygen, and lots of other things. So, and so when, when we experience stress, the very first thing that happens almost immediately, and I'm sure you've talked about nitric oxide on your show before and, mm -hmm. and how that is one of what, what is often referred to as this fountain of youth molecule, because it is an immediate released factor from the inside of our blood vessels that says, Hey, blood vessels going to our reproductive system, immune system, digestive system, as some examples, emotion regulation system, empathy system, hey, we're under threat. We don't want blood going to our reproductive system when we're being chased by a lion. Let's squeeze those blood vessels off, make them tight, 
decrease nitric oxide, which then shrinks the vessels, decreases blood flow to all of those recovery system organs, because you don't want to be empathizing with your predator when you're being chased in the jungle, mm, right? Yeah, you don't want to be yeah. thinking about reproduction or digesting your food and sending resources there when you could not survive in the next five minutes, right? So our bodies highly evolved this nitric oxide pathway through our vagal system and our sympathetic fight or flight system to almost instantly shift blood flow. And so where does that blood flow go? As I said earlier, it goes to your your fight or flight system, your skeletal muscles, your motor cortex of your brain, our heart, our lungs, all the parts that get us out of survival threat to safety. And then when we get to safety, that safety is supposed to signal our vagus nerve that says, hey, you're safe enough to know that you're not under threat right now. You're safe enough to recover. And then that tells the hypothalamus to then rapidly open up, close the blood vessels make them tighter, decrease nitric oxide in the vessels going to heart, lungs, motor cortex, skeletal muscles, fear center, and decrease their, their ability to receive resources so that those resources can be sent back to our digestive system, immune system, reproductive system, empathy system, creativity systems, all the stuff we want to be active when we're recovering. So the reason why this is so important is because if, if you can follow the pattern of thinking here, what happens is imagine your body thinks you're under threat all the time, right? In the jungle, it was, hey, there's a threat here. Let's respond. Let's get to safety. Now we're safe. Let's recover. Then a week later or a few days later, there's another threat. Let's respond. Let's get to safety. Let's recover. And that came in bursts. And that's how our system evolved to work. Now we're surrounded by existential crisis all the time. The news, too many responsibilities, too much noise, overstimulation, right? That creates a sense of threat in the body all the time. And so now all of our recovery systems, like our reproductive system, digestive system, immune system, we'll focus on those as one example, are resource depleted because there's less nitric oxide around. So they're getting less blood on all on the regular, like across time, they are getting less resources, less blood, because all that blood is we're, our bodies think is supposed to go to the stress response system. And then what happens? We're, we're asking those systems to continue to work because we want to reproduce and digest and, and fight off illness. So we're saying, hey, immune system, digestive system, reproductive system, keep doing your thing, keep functioning at a high level, but we're going to deplete you of blood flow and we're going to deplete you of garbage pickup. So no nutrients, no garbage pickup. All of a sudden, those organ systems are working hard. They're working undernourished, meaning they're working on like effectively a nutrient depleted manner, which means they're producing more waste and more toxic byproducts. And then those toxic byproducts don't get picked up in the blood and eliminated through the kidneys and the liver. And so we get organ toxicity and then eventually disease. So it's that stress is literally impacting every single part of our bodies every moment of the day which is why this little guy up here is so important because this is the tech is what learns the techniques of the breath work, the mindfulness, the safety restoration techniques that help us to remember to remind the body, hey, I'm not under threat. If I have the ability to take a deep breath right now, I'm not under survival threat. If I have the ability to practice a mindfulness technique or get a hug or give a hug, I'm not under threat. But those techniques, of course, take practice and time and mastery to use, especially when we're under stress. So that led us to developing this because this 
activate that same safety response pathway on the go for those of us who are most of us who just never learned how to do that in those threatening situations. Hey, Ancient Health Podcast listeners, I want you to pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for better metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk a lot about the importance of metabolic health and metabolic flexibility. Enter Good Idea. Good Idea is a great idea if you're trying to reduce blood sugar without sweeteners or any junk ingredients. And it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal by an average of 25%. It contains a unique blend of amino acids and chromium picolinate, which balances blood sugar. To get your hands on some, use my special coupon code AXE that's A-X-E at goodidea.us for 10% off your order. Again, that's goodidea.us. I'm going to drop the link and code in today's podcast notes so you can get 10% off my favorite beverage. Hey, Ancient Health Podcast listeners, if you want to improve your foundational health from the comfort of your own home, look no further than the Sunlight Infrared Sauna. Infrared can play a key role in helping you live your longest and healthiest life. And here's how it works. Infrared saunas combine the power and benefits of heat and light therapy with detoxification, heart health, immunity, relaxation, and more. And I love my sunlight and sauna because I know it delivers the highest quality and quantity of infrared light on the entire market. Visit sunlighten.com slash axe to learn more and use the code axe to save up to $600 on your purchase for a limited time. That's sunlighten.com forward slash axe and the code axe to save up to $600 on your purchase today. You know, I, uh, I don't know why this is jumping into my mind, but I had a, uh, when I, when I ran my clinic, I had an incredible office tech in the office. Her name was Allie. And she would just walk around and give everybody hugs. I mean, just every patient, it didn't matter how, you know, bitter or cynical or whatever they were, they would just somehow, she was just, you know, hugging them every time. And I remember when I was, uh, we did a patient, we did a patient evaluation once where we wanted to know, Hey, what can we do better at the clinic? And why, why are you a patient here? And I think I probably expected to think, well, like, you know, Dr. Axe is a great doctor and I've had, I, you know, I had people lose a hundred pounds and reverse diabetes and all the things. It was all Allie, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many people were like for Allie's hugs was like the number one thing just you know, it's in so many of these, you know, patient feedback things. But, you know, I think there are probably a lot of people to your point with that are lonely, that are disconnected. There are some people who maybe go months, years without a hug. You know, I mean, maybe they weren't hugged. They've literally have not been hugged since they were a child. And yeah. not everyone's in that situation. You know, I'm blessed to have a family where, you know, I've got a three-year-old. So I'm, you know, I get, you know, hugs every day, whether she likes it or not. I'm like, get out, you know, and we'll, you know, wrestle and whatever. And so I'm, I'm getting it. But, and she is too, and our family is too. But again, I, I think there are a lot of people who are in that situation where they just haven't been touched. And we know that's when oxytocin, right? And so many of these hormones are released and it's just so, so important. Yeah, dopamine. Yes, yeah, so let's go. That's a great, great segue, right? What happens when you get touched? So when you experience yeah. soothing touch, in addition to the things I described of increasing vagal tone and activity in our recovery nervous system, which creates the the improved resource allocation of blood to all our recovery organ systems, 
We also increase dopamine, serotonin, which are like reward and meaning-based emotion regulation molecules. We oxytocin, one of the most important bonding and molecules of feeling connection, right? And then things like the endocannabinoid system get activated. So that's our mm, that's right. cannabinoid system that's involved in everything from regulating inflammation to emotion regulation to sleep and recovery. And that that cannabinoid system that we have receptors that are critically important in all of our bodies and in all living things get activated through soothing touch. And of course, amongst others, the opioid receptor system, right? What is the opioid receptor system important for? It's important for natural pain management. Our body has the ability to train itself to self-regulate pain, right? Cannabinoids can help do it from the inside or from the outside. We know because people use cannabis regularly to manage chronic pain, but we have the ability to produce our own opioid receptors that are, or sorry, our own opioid molecules, opiates that are made from our bodies that bind to our opioid receptors that help mitigate and reduce and, and build tolerance to pain. And that prevents us from becoming reliant on opiates that are unnatural or synthetic from the environment. And it's really, really interesting to look at the epidemiology or what happens in a population when people are deprived of touch. For instance, look what happened during COVID, right? Mm. People were more disconnected than ever. I mean, people were coming into it disconnected, but then it was just thrown in all of our faces that we had to socially isolate. So we have even less connection to each other, less touch, less intimacy, and we're not getting as much of the natural touch-induced opioid, opioid receptor activation and endocannabinoid receptor activation and the dopamine and the serotonin and the oxytocin. So what do people do? Well, if you look at the population data, social isolation correlates directly with increase in substance abuse of the molecules and medicines that activate these systems. Opiate painkillers, abuse went through the roof during COVID, cannabis use increased through the roof, alcohol increased through the roof. Why? Because it's a sedative that reduces the anxiety of not being touched enough and not being soothed enough naturally, mm. right? And the list goes on. So I think it doesn't take us, it doesn't require us to look very far to see the evidence of how neurobiology can help us predict when we're not getting what we need naturally. Yeah, it's powerful. I, I love that you shared that. I think that's so enlightening for everybody to understand. Just again, what we talked about, it's cascading effect. It's that a lot of times I think we think stress affects cortisol. No, stress affects everything in your body. And it's so important that one of the practices or things that we're conscious of is not only what we eat, but how do we keep stress, which is tied to mental health. Sometimes it can be even tied to spiritual health, you know, keeping these things in balance. Talk to me a little bit about the technology. I've been loving wearing your the this Apollo Neuro thing. There, there, there are two pieces of tech that I'm I'm wearing a lot now, and it's this and actually an aura ring because I know that sleep and stress. Okay, there we go. Sleep and stress. Those are two things that people are not, I think, aware enough of in terms of the overall impacts on their health. So walk me through kind of some of the powers of the vibrational therapy, and then also what sort of what was the inspiration of developing this technology? So I think a big part of the inspiration is what we were just talking about, which was that 
working as a psychiatrist in the mental health space, doing a lot of population-based research, it became very clear that people were not getting enough soothing touch in their lives mm -hmm. and that I was watching the impact of that on my patients seeking and using drugs of abuse to self-medicate for the lack of what they could get naturally, right? And then the ones that were not abusing drugs, like opiates and cannabis and alcohol, were getting soothing touch through pets and service animals. Mm. And so, and, and they were listening to music all the time and they were having like other inputs that were helping to supplement that were getting them through the day to day. And as we started to see these patterns, not just in our clinic and our colleagues clinics, but also in the literature, it led us to start to think about, well, what are other natural ways that we could soothe people? And how does breath play into it? Because we were talking about this a little bit earlier, normally, and normally, usually if you were to assess like in your clinic or when people walk through the door of my clinic or the average family medicine or practice or hospital, when you measure somebody's breath, we're taught that the usual breath pattern is somewhere between 12 and 24 breaths per minute, usually 12 to 18. That's stress breathing. That's a sign that our bodies are, breathe, are, are, are in a sympathetic tone, low vagal tone, high stress. And you can see it from the breathing right away. When what what is our ideal breathing rate though, right? Just because that's what most people are breathing at in the medical literature does not mean that's what we should be breathing at. And if you look at the biofeedback literature, which is the oldest neuroscience of breath, what it shows is that people will naturally within 90 seconds, if given the right feedback, will sync their breathing to five to seven breaths per minute, which mm -hmm. is actually thought to be our ideal breath state at rest. And that five to seven breaths per minute is very interesting because it, it creates a coherence or resonance state between the heart, lungs, and the brain. And when people breathe at that rate over a short amount of time, even just like 90 to 180 seconds, we see that heart rate comes down, blood pressure comes down, um, people start sweating less, racing thoughts start to slow, and people just feel better and more at ease. And it's akin to what happens when people start to enter into a meditative state. So what we thought was, well, and this is what had not been understood before, it was known that through biofeedback, you could induce these states. It was known that through top-down practices, like I'm telling myself to breathe at five to seven breaths per minute, I can induce these states. What was, And it was known that music could induce these states. What was not known was that these states could be induced through the skin without any actual feedback part. And that if we, and what we discovered in the lab at the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Pittsburgh between 2014 and 2018, was that simply by delivering the ideal rhythm of our of our breath at this five to seven breaths per minute rate to the body, that the body actually likes that rhythm and it likes it so much and it knows so well how to get there because we evolved that over time that it gets there on its own just by feeling it. And so that was a lot of the key for us was understanding what what is our neurophysiology, what does our heart, lungs, and brain look like when we are at rest and in our optimal state, what does our heart rate variability look like? Well, it starts to go up, right? So we used, looked at heart rate variability as a key indicator 
as a measure of balance between the stress response sympathetic and the parasympathetic recovery vagal system. And what we saw was that if HRV goes up during biofeedback and meditation and breath work and mindfulness practices and soothing touch, then if we send this ideal rhythm of your breathing to the body, will HRV also go up? And will that correlate with reduced subjective stress and improved cognitive performance and physical recovery? And it did. And so that, yeah. and it did in most people, which was really interesting because we're, again, re-emphasizing this point we made I made earlier, which is that we are a heck of a lot more similar than we are different. We all like this five to seven breaths per minute rhythm. So that became the core of Apollo. And that's why it works to help get nudge the body into these different states because it's effectively providing a signal that's soothing, that's closer to the body than everything else that's going on around us. The kind of noise cancels the body effectively and helps to remind us that we're safe enough to breathe at our ideal rate. And then all of a sudden within anywhere from two to three minutes, the body starts to re-regulate itself based on that soothing input that reminds us to breathe at the rate we're supposed to be breathing at most of the time. Wow. I love it. You know, one of the things that I've noticed as I have interviewed a lot of innovators over the years, one of my closest friends, he's a, he's an amazing innovator and it's that, you know, it, it comes out of a need, you know? And so what, you know, we, this, we, we, um, uh, mentioning him a, a Jordan Rubin. So he was my, he's one of my closest friends. We created a product called bone broth protein. It's a supplement at a company that we we founded called Ancient Nutrition. And we created that product because I had patients that would come into my clinic and people I would work with. And I, and I knew that bone broth would help them. So I had a lot of people with autoimmune disease, a lot of people with digestive issues who wanted to heal. And they would come in and I would get them on bone broth and it would do wonders for their body. The problem was compliance because, you know, having them go and make their own homemade bone broth every single week, they just you know, were compliant. Yeah, compliant is a lot of work. And so eventually we came up with this idea for bone broth protein. And we had people, you know, and still today, of course, because it's so many people continue to buy it, but just saying, I mean, I have never, you know, my gut health is the best it's ever been. My joints are better. You know, people, especially with inflammatory bowel and autoimmune, I mean, just the results were amazing. And I noticed the same thing myself. And I take a lot of supplements and I don't always notice things. So all that being said, you know, that was a product that was born out of, this is something people need today. And we saw these, you know, and still see, again, I constantly get messages on Amazon reviews and things like that on bone broth protein. Like this really helped transform my life. I'm curious in your case, what are some of the things that people are saying about this device and technology? What are some of the biggest benefits that you've seen on your reviews online and your feedback on what are the top five or 10 things people are saying? I noticed this difference as I started to use this. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And and I think to your earlier point, what really inspired us to make Apollo was that we were seeing patients who had, you know, PTSD, depression, anxiety, and traumatic brain injury and other and autism, really challenging issues that medications just weren't helping them with. They were yeah. not getting better. And so working with those people and asking them and studying them in and out of the lab was really what drove us to this develop this intervention because we needed things that were non-medication that didn't require a clinician to be there all the time to help and because not everybody can access that so that really is a, in a similar vein as as to your as your product discovery i think it is that drive to help people in new ways that really led us to 
put in the energy to figuring this out. What was interesting is when we first discovered Apollo, we the technology behind Apollo, the vi soothing vibrations that kind of feel like a purring cat on your body, we did not, we thought people were going to use it for focus during the day and to give them energy and clarity during the day. And that's what our lab studies showed originally was the most impactful. But when we actually released it into the real world, we learned a heck of a lot from our community about what they were using it for that was very different than what we thought. People still use it for focus and for improving performance and recovery, but the biggest use case was actually sleep. And that really stood out as something that people were getting tremendous benefit in, like up to like 30 minutes more sleep a night that was concentrated in deep and REM sleep just from using Apollo, you know, around three hours a day, five days a week. Wow. And, and it was concentrated deep in REM. So to give you an idea of like what that compares to, Ambien, which is our most, most effective pharmaceutical sleep aid, gives you about 22 minutes of sleep a night, and it's not deeper sleep. It's just the same. So just by calming the body using the Apollo vibrations, you get a similar effect to what you get from practicing a regular yoga or meditation routine daily, which is deeper, longer sleep that we're seeing eight minutes longer than Ambien, uh, which is really, really exciting. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, that's more effective than a lot of supplements. People take everything from CBD to magnesium to, you know, all, all these other things you're talking about, even melatonin possibly. So it's really powerful. Would you walk us through, you're going to, you're going to do a better job of this than I am, but talk about this device specifically. How long a day do you wear it? Do you wear it all day? You know, what does it pair up with? How do you use it? Walk us through how easy it is. Because that's one of the other things I love about both Aura Ring and then Apollo in the same way is that it's just so easy to use and so and also so effective as you're mentioning people are noticing r these really amazing results yeah and and to that point the other thing that we saw that was really really interesting about use that i did not expect was social anxiety and public speaking so people were telling us that and i and then i started using it for public speaking cuz i had a little bit of like leftover public speaking anxiety from college and high school that i didn't address yeah. and and i started trying it because i was hearing this from our community and it actually it it helped me retrain my brain to not be in that anxious state when i was speaking uh speaking to people wow. and presenting which was incredible so i think those were two of the really interesting findings and and we really tried to make Apollo easy to use because there's so many tools out there that are not easy to use and not convenient. Mm -hmm. And so as you can see, you know, I'm wearing it on my chest here. You're wearing it on your wrist. You can wear it anywhere on the body with a clip, clip to a piece of clothing. It works over or under clothing. It doesn't have to be touching your skin and it can work anywhere on the body. So it's our, we have touch receptors all over our bodies. That's what it's targeting. It doesn't need to be worn in a specific place. There are certain places that people enjoy to wear it more like ankle, chest, wrist, and, and arm, but it works anywhere, which is really convenient for people. It also, when you set it up, Apollo has an app. The mobile app connects to the device. Um, when you set it up, it's required to do that connection to just program it and to get familiar with it. But once you set it up, we can actually, we can give you a customized schedule that is curated to your chronotype that's focused on 
giving you the best results possible that we saw from our clinical trials, which is, you know, 11, roughly like 11% increase in heart rate variability. This is the only wearable technology that increases heart rate variability just by putting it on. Um, and those 30 minutes more sleep, we've seen people who use Apollo for about three hours a day, five days a week, vibrating on their bodies are getting that level of impact. And so the app is designed to do that for you automatically um, by what we call a scheduling feature right now. So you just open, you set up the app, you connect your device, and there's eight vibes that you can choose from that are basically songs composed based on the neuroscience of our touch receptor system. And each song has a different energy level. So, and we call them vibes. So there's like energy vibes, which are the, which feel kind of like a shot of espresso. It's like a jolt of energy. And then going down in energy from there, uh, there's social, which is like creative social flow, focus, which is intense focus on one thing, then recovery, which is like five minutes of moderate breathing, then calm, which is like 20 minutes of deep meditative breathing, then unwind, which is kind of feels to a lot of people like a cannabis indica or a glass of whiskey. And it's just like a deep relaxation for anything before bed and also helps with intimacy and connection. And then down from there is sleep. And then we have another vibe for everybody that's called power nap, which drops you down into sleep and then also wakes you up afterwards after with like one click, which is something that I always wanted to have access to when I was trying to have a power nap and setting my alarm and doing all this stuff yeah. that like, you know, I was like, am I actually going to wake up at the end of this nap? Um, so those are the eight vibes and you can schedule them throughout the day. Or if you answer a few questions and tell us about yourself in the app, in the schedule, you click the little sparkle button and then we will actually uh, uh, learn about your specific chronotype, which is your ideal circadian rhythm structure, your sleep and wake structure. We all as human beings have an ideal structure, which has now been found by Dr. Michael Bruce and others to be really, really important for our overall health and so we identify your circadian rhythm structure that's best for you and then identify what your struggles are during the day. And then we compose a personalized schedule of vibes for you. That schedule gets saved to the Apollo and then the Apollo can be completely separated from your phone. You don't need a phone around to use it and it runs automatically in the background and all you need to do is keep it charged. Um, and now we have an AI that we just released, which I can tell you about as well. Yeah, it's awesome. I just want to mention it's just you're just feeling light vibration. I mean, that's mm -hmm. one of the things that's happening here. You're feeling this life, like this vibration. And you know, we we don't have time now because I'm looking, we're running out of time to get into the metaphysics of what's going on in terms of you know the, the importance of vibrational frequency and how it resets our system. But it's it's pretty incredible. And so I want to encourage everybody, check it out. Apollo, Apollo Neuro here. And can you share a little bit, Dave, about the website? I think we also have a link that we can send people to. But what is what is the website? And then I'll, I'll stay on after this. We're going to put this in the show notes. Uh, I think we have a discount for everybody who wants to get this, That's in who listens to the interview here. And so we'll put that in the show notes here as well. But tell us a little bit about where we can find it. And then we'll put a link so you get a discount to this in the show notes. Uh, yes, you can find Apollo at apolloneuro.com. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com. Or if that's hard to remember, you can go to wearablehugs.com, which is what our kids call it. And you can find me at drdave.io and on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. David Rabin. I always love to hear from you, so please reach out. Um, and yeah, and, and, and also I, I should let you know that 
just to add one last point, because I know we're wrapping up, but yeah. we just released a feature we've been working on for the last five years that is so exciting because we've been trying to use AI to help understand states of the body that are unpleasant, uncomfortable, undesirable, and then turn Apollo on automatically throughout the day and night to get you nudged into the more desirable states. And the ver and the the piece we just released that's an add-on software brain that that drives Apollo that you can just you can add on to your Apollo hardware like a Tesla brain and it learns about your sleep habits. It's called Smart Vibes. It learns about your sleep habits, learns about when you're sleeping well, learns about when you're sleeping disturbed, tracks your sleep, and shows you in the app. And then turns Apollo on automatically during the night to prevent unwanted middle of the night wake-ups. And just by adding this AI feature that runs in the background when you're sleeping, you don't have to do anything other than turn it on. We're seeing people go from 30 minutes of sleep a night using Apollo regularly to over 60 minutes more sleep a night by preventing them from waking up. And wow. just imagine how much less stress and how much better you'd feel getting an extra hour of sleep a night. I could tell you it's been life-changing for me and, oh, my, and my wife. So definitely check that out. And there's more to come with integrations with Aura Ring as well in the next month. I love it. It's so great. Well, Dr. Dave, I want to say, hey, one, thank you for being an innovator of this technology. I know it's going to benefit not just people with mental health. It's going to help those people. And if you're struggling with depression or anxiety, or you're just like me and you're just saying, I just want to be as healthy as I can be. I want to sleep better. I want to have less stress in my life. I want to encourage you, check out Apollo Neuro. And I only bring things here on the show that I personally use and love. And so that's why I wanted to invite Dr. Dave Rabin here on. So Dr. Dave, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks everybody for listening. And if you're not subscribed here to the podcast, make sure to subscribe here so you don't miss another excellent interview like we did today. And also check out in the show notes, we're going to have a discount on if you want to get Apollo Neuro, you can get one here as well. So thanks so much for Dr. Dave Rabin sharing his wisdom with us today. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.